Hi, Diana. Hi, Pam. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, everyone, I would like to welcome you to uh, GG in the 561, as well as my guest today, uh, Diana Brandenburg, who hails from Wichita Falls, but is currently has lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for a few years. So welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. I'm honored uh, that you asked me to be on your show. Well, we're so happy that you're here. You're, as you know, one of my favorite people for quite a while now. Um, thank you. You too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, I, we, we're, we have so much to cover today, and I've, I'm not sure how much of it we'll get through because you're busy. You are a busy young woman, a very, uh, very busy. Yeah. Um, before we dive in uh, to the to all about you. Um, I do want to mention that we are sitting here doing this podcast today when right. um, it's a very sad day in our country. And, you know, we don't need to belabor that, but exactly. it is. I totally acknowledge that. It's been a very dark couple of days, and um, I've watched it live on television. Um, I cried. You know, it's it's just very, very sad right now, and hopefully we'll get through this um, in warp speed because we need it yeah. as a country. Yeah, we do. You're right. It it is. Uh, on the one hand, it's it's uh, well shocking. I just I almost don't have words. But yeah, exactly. um, but the beautiful thing to me as an American was I woke up at four, a little after four, because mm-hmm. Gary and I tried to stay out for the certification of oh, the yeah. incoming administration. But when they went to break on on. Uh, Pennsylvania then we just said well but then I woke up at four and it was done deal and and that's what that's what the country's about so that's what we can feel good about today democracy democracy prevailed okay now I have so many things because you are fascinating and beautiful I might say young woman Um, thank you you have a a very vast history and lots and lots of experience in marketing and event planning and events and it's so much and we're going to get we're going to dive into all that but um you your mom i want to start with your mom who helped with your dad um you know brought you into this world but your mother um was originally from germany that's right um my mom actually was born and raised in Germany, um, the southern region, specifically, um, if everyone knows about Bavaria. Oh, of course. Yes, beautiful Bavaria, um, a little town right outside of Munich. Nay, uh, we, You know, I always spell out the name because it's so cute. It's Badversholz is the name of the town. <laughs> it's just a beautiful touristy kind of town now. It's a village. And um, she actually was raised from, you know, a child to age 21. And then she married a military man who is not my father. She married her first husband. Um, and her first husband brought her to the United States. And um, they lived in New York for a while. Then they moved down to New Mexico because he was in the military. Uh-huh. And um, But from there, she ended up in Wichita Falls, and that is where I was born. Um, but my mom actually has four kids all together. So I have um, two older sisters and one older brother. 
And um, two of them were from her first husband, and my sister, my closer sister and I are from my dad. Who she, <laughs> I've got him giving you a quick nutshell version of this. But uh, my dad is from Tennessee, and he actually was stationed in uh, Wichita Falls as well. So they met each other working at the hospital. Um, he because was, your mom was a nurse, isn't that right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And she worked at the hospital, the Wichita Falls, um, I think at the time, what was it called? It became United Regional Hospital, and I've gone blank. I think it was called something different before. Um, but I was actually born in that hospital, too, and so was my sister. No, no, I, I take that back. Gosh, it would be nice if I remembered where I was born. <laughs> but I actually was born at the, the base hospital, now that I come to think about it. Uh, Shepherd Air Force Base. Oh, the, okay. The base in Wichita Falls that most people, if they're familiar with military bases, would know of that one. Um, um, tell us, though, about Wichita Falls. Uh-huh. Is there really – now, Wichita Falls is kind of uh, – it's north uh, and a little bit west, right, of Dallas. Isn't that exactly. Right? Yeah. I think most people that I've ever met, um, they have gone through Wichita Falls on their way to Colorado. So if you've ever gone to Colorado from anywhere, you know, in our mm-hmm. region, yeah, DFW and further east, um, you go through this little town called Wichita Falls, and – when I was a child, now I was born in seventy one. So all through You're killing 70s, me with that date. Yeah. <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? I oh yeah, it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> well, I be, I'm gonna turn fifty oh, in huh. January. I know No ages are allowed. No, stop. I know, stop. I don't even know why I said that. Like it's such a great number. It's, it's kind of crazy. I can't even fathom it. I remember when I was a teenager, I used to write down 2021. How old will I be? (laughs) Well, here I am. (laughs) But um, when you go through, so anyway, in the 70s, um, I remember there was never a fall, and we didn't even know, like, which falls? Do we have a fall? No. And then through the years, I think in the 80s, somebody thought it was a neat fundraiser to put the falls back in Wichita Falls. So there was a big uh, local drive to get a fall put in our our city, and they picked a spot, and they added these falls. The falls actually don't fall out of any water. <laughs> they just are an automatic kind of electronic falls that goes into a small pond, you know. It's really cute. So they put the falls. <laughs> Back in Wichita Falls. I love that. And that was the slogan. That was actually the slogan. Put the falls back in Wichita Falls. And also a history, somebody once told me that the the name of the town come from an Indian and uh, he fell. So that was another funny thing. They were like, oh, Wichita Falls, that he fell. So it was about an actual fall. I had no idea. I had no idea. You are you are enlightening me beyond <laughs> beyond words. Oh, that is that is great. But then you know you have spent some of your career in in marketing and and uh, all you you have a vast resume. Yeah, um, I'll tell you exactly. I went from um, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in marketing in Wichita Falls Midwestern State University. Um, our university in town. Um, And then I worked for a newspaper 
for a couple of years in Wichita Falls, the Times Record News, and I was actually the marketing and promotions manager. And I did that, and I was so excited to be in that field. You have no idea. Newspaper was really where it was at for me. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought, this is the way I'm going. And uh, then I moved. I got a job in Dallas. You know, I just, it's kind of funny how I found that job. I decided to leave the Times Record News and try to go to Dallas Morning News, uh, where you and I met. Right. (laughs) Incidentally. And um, so I called up the marketing director, I remember, uh, this is a unique way of getting a job, but I highly recommend it. It kind of worked for me. Um, I called up their marketing director and I said, I'm really interested in working at the Dallas Morning News. Can I come down and meet you? And he was kind of taken aback. Was this Ty Cobb? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I said, do you guys need anybody? I would love to come interview and then I did, and, and I met Ty, and, and lo and behold, uh, they hired me, and I moved from Wichita Falls, and that was my beginning of living in the DFW area. And um, Well, so I'm it. so glad you did, no, because that you. was a very nice point of my life, meeting you there and working <laughs> together. Um, as we did at the Dallas Morning News. It was, uh, it was a really special time. Yes. It really was. Oh, it sure was. It, yeah. It was, you know, I moved in 2000, so gosh, I can't believe it's already been 21 years. It's, but isn't remember, it? Wow, wow. I remember all these people like you and, you know, just uh, real sweet people that I enjoyed uh, the friendship and time there together. Wonderful. It was. It it really was wonderful. I mean, it was, it was uh, on every level, I have nothing but fantastic memories and and it was a it was it was a great career uh, it was a great place to have a career so anyway um but, but back to you back to you um you are a writer and i love the name of your little book tell us how tell us all yeah. about that well my book happened um actually after i had kids I decided, uh, and that was, let's see, tw- 2008 and 2010 or when I gave birth to my two little boys. Um, they are now 12 and 10. Um, and then, of course, before that, I met my husband, and there you go. We, we right. got married and had kids. Um, but I was enlightened by the the whole feeling of, of being a mom and, and just um, wanting to share good advice and, and loving you know, values with my children. Um, and then I just have the story from my 20s that I've always been toying around with making it a children's book. Um, it's actually a true story because I, this, the book I wrote is called Finding Hope. And it's about finding a stray dog that needed somebody to take care of her and, and give her the help that she needed. And um I adapted the story to be like a little girl finding the dog instead of me like I did when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story is exactly like me finding the dog and, you know, back in the 90s or whenever. I don't remember the the, the year. But it's a little girl. I, I called her Lauren. She's the one who um, does all the right things. And, you know, the story ends up very heartwarming and shares how compassionate people can be uh, when the time arises 
And hopefully we'll teach people to be compassionate and loving with animals, with other people. You know, just that compassion is needed more than ever. It sure is. I could not agree more. I love that. And uh, before we before we stop the podcast at the end, we'll talk about how how to get that how to get that sweet book. Oh, thank you. You are you you live that life right now. I know that you do. Just recently, I know you a, a while back. You you found little waffles. How's how's waffles yeah. your dog? Is, is everything oh. good there? Everything's great. He's actually getting a little older. He's probably ten or eleven, and he's a wonderful dog. Somebody was um, found him on Facebook. They actually stuck him a picture of him up on Facebook uh, that he had been dumped by somebody, and um, it was one of those really sad stories. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm gonna get this dog. Just no question. And um, that same day, he came home with me. And um, we've been. I love that. He's, he's, he's very cute too. He is very cute. And oh, yeah, but just recently, eyes. you added Luna to your to your pack. Yes, to my little pack. I mean, we've got I, a lot of people uh, ask me how many animals I have, and I pretty much tell them I'm an animal sanctuary. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> my house is basically a sanctuary. Um, but I have Luna. She was uh, a kitten that was just stranded from her litter somehow, and she was in a uh, bush in somebody's yard, and she was crying so loud, and it was just the saddest thing in the world. And my uh, son and I were walking by, and immediately my, you know, radar goes off, and I'm like, ah, I'm going to take care of this, and uh, literally just run and scoop her up, and, and she's been our just a wonderful addition has made this crazy year last yeah. year 2020 so much more bearable um in adding to our quarantine life you know uh, because you have your heart is so huge and i know you spend so much time you're a great mom i mean you you you're like the gold standard um, and you don't 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 you know don't try to tell me no because you are i mean you I you have max uh, who is Maxton is his yeah. name, and which I love, and um, <laughs> and Charlie is yeah. your um, your youngest one, and mm-hmm. wow, are you involved with every aspect of their of their lives? Oh gosh, um, they have. I'm, I would I always tell people that's my number one role, you know, being mm-hmm. mom to Max and Charlie, and um, they've kind of inspired every single thing I do after they were born. Um, but because I can't work right now, you know, I have Charlie that has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when he was born, it's been like a constant um, new life, I guess you could say. One thing after another that kind of has kept me from, say, going back to work at 9 mm-hmm. to 5, you know, right. or for any kind of company. Um, so I've had to do get creative with what I do around here, you know, to try to, you know, um, take care of them and raise my or um, um, make some money. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have to do yeah. everything from home. Um, right. Even before the pandemic, you know, because Charlie's had and his story. Uh, Max, let me just talk about Max too, real quick. He actually, um, Max has ADHD, so that's a little bit of a challenge too. So each of them have their own thing. Um, but when Charlie came along. Um, 
he was born with a heart defect and he had to have open heart surgery, um, gosh, six months old. Oh, so, oh wow. Yeah, that was really terrifying. And yeah. um, that was just kind of the first thing that was like, oh, no, this is going to be hard to go through. Um, but we went through it and we came out really great on the other side. Um, these doctors are amazing. Cook's Children's Hospital took That's a great care. hospital. Yeah. Oh, yes. They took mm-hmm. incredible care of him. And his, um, I, I really think Dr. Pam was his name, is a rock star. I mean, I was just like, ah, you're amazing. Um, the way he's able to put these tiny baby hearts back together. You know, Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. But then Charlie also had um, something called Guillain-Barre syndrome. It is um, something that he had as a reaction to either a vaccine or uh, a virus itself. And this happened when he was 18 months old. So we've had kind of a little bit of a roller coaster with his health. Um, we ended up in the hospital for seven days during that time the, when he was 18 months old. And then that, um, amazingly, the treatment that they gave, we stopped what was happening, uh, and he actually recovered completely. Oh, that's so fantastic. It was, oh, it was like a miracle. I just could yeah. not be happier. And then he's been, knock on wood, really, you know, in good health and um, developing really well for the last few years. Um, of course, he's 10, so he's in, wow. he's in the third grade. You know, he's gone through all these different uh, years in school. Um, my other son is 13, well, almost 13, he's 12, and he's in the, um, is he in the seventh grade? Seventh grade. <laughs> I had to think about it because we're not actually in school. <laughs> You know, we're we're still doing the homeschooling for Matt. yeah. I, huh, what a challenge! What a challenge! Oh, yeah. Now you are you really love teaching too, and one of the things yeah. you teach is sign language, and I really love that. When Kate, our granddaughter, who just turned eight, um, yeah. when she was a, a baby, just kind of starting to babble, you know, a little bit. Um, oh yeah. We uh, taught her. Uh, two things. <laughs> One was milk. Well, there were several things, but the, the main thing was like milk that she wanted yes. milk, and uh, and then the other one was, of course, I love you, which which Aww, we still do that. Good. I mean, we still sign I love you. Aww, I mean, that's I just a yeah. But I I admire sign. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you to teach it and to to really know it well, and you watch these interpreters. We just did. We just commented oh, yeah. on it. And it's like, how do they keep up? How do they keep They're up? Amazing. But you, they are, but you actually have been I a teacher a of it. Bit. Yeah, you know what? I I learned on my own, so I I can say that I can speak kind of like speaking German broken, you know. Like mm-hmm, I also mm-hmm. speak German, but I feel more confident with German than I do with sign. I have to say, because sign, like I'll, every now and then, I'll I'll be around somebody who can't hear, and they'll they'll be signing and I'll, I'll go oh my goodness I, I sign you know and I do a little and I feel like a baby trying to sign with somebody who really knows what they're doing well I don't care but, I, I have thought I think whatever well, you know you. is um, I have so much respect for that but you really oh, do yeah. you do you do so many things and, and you do photography are you still doing that I mean I'm, well, I'm, I mean I know I in did. pandemic times but I uh, that's Exactly right. I mean, I did it pretty full force. I also do sewing and art. I have um, just my interests lie on the creative side. And because I can't work out in the real world, I always try to come up with something I can do from home that, or, you know, I can make my hours. 
Um, but the photography is definitely something I really enjoyed for a few years. Um, I did weddings. I did personal, like, family photography. Um, I haven't been marketing it as much because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm, right. I just held back. Cause, and I also have Charlie with me. So it's just pretty much impossible for me to go and have him with me and all that. So I've just kind of put that on hold and, you know, maybe I'll pick that up again after we all get vaccinated and the numbers start going down. Yeah. But, um, Her photography, uh, if you want to look at it, is Diana Brandenburg um, photography. And when we post your podcast, Gary, we'll be making a page. And so on that page um, will be how to spell her name, everybody. And so they'll be able to to see this beautiful face of yours and uh, that that they're hearing your voice and and see kind of about your photography. But while you say, you know, you can't work outside the home and and, and, and nine to five and, and all things. And so you try to find things to do around the house. Well, people, let me just tell you about this beautiful young woman. While I'm sitting here, uh, you know, trying to figure out what can I do to get through the pandemic and then I, you know, twiddle my thumbs for five months. You are actually, you're actually doing things. And very, very early on, no, very yes. early on in this pandemic, you, my sweet friend, yes. blew me away because you jumped in there and you started making masks. Oh, so fast, but not only did oh. you do that for your yes. Etsy, you have an Etsy site where you, uh-huh. you know, you do sell them, but somehow you started, you started by making them to, to donate really to hospitals. You are and so stuff. good. Yes, it's, that is exactly right. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about it all. that. Um, hey, I, I do my research. <laughs> You're good. Um, I, I actually, when this was happening, this is so funny because it was around February, like slightly after my birthday, and I was like, this, this isn't looking good. I was, I was tracking mm-hmm. the virus in China, and I know I was sounding like an alarmist or whatever, but I put it out there. Even I remember put it going, y'all, this is not the flu. Something's really, you know, I was getting a little bit scared. And uh, so I was on it, you know, and then as soon as spring break happened and then somebody, um, I, you know, it was growing in the United States. I remember um, somebody mentioning masks and they were hard to come by, and you know, all of these things. And so I said, well, get out that sewing machine. Let's see how hard they're going <laughs> to make. And um, I had a person in the neighborhood who was coordinating, collecting masks for um, first responders. So I just jumped in and I said, I can make some. Just send me the pattern or send me the material and I'll get going. And so I started that way and I made about 100 um, and they just went out. And then after that, I just said, you know what? People are needing them. I, I got calls. I got texts. People were just like, do you have any more of those masks? And da, 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 da. So then I just said, okay, this is what I need to do right now. I'm going to. So masks. And so that became my, you know, gosh, I so many hours I logged on that um, sewing machine. I, you know, just earned my sewing degree. Um, just crazy. But now, if people enjoy. want to, to buy a mask from you or if they just want to see your work on Etsy, how do they find it? How do they find it? Oh, you? absolutely. I would love that. Um, my Etsy site is called Huggles for the Heart. And it's spelled. Go H-U- ahead and spell that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. H u g g l e s for the heart, just like um, 
you know, your heart in your chest. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I got that name from my son, Max. He likes to have a huggle, which is a snuggle and a hug. Oh, that is so cute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I've got a lot of different patterns on there, you know, and I can do custom orders. And I do enjoy making masks, but I know there's so many choices out there now. Um, Old Navy makes like five for 12, but mine are, you know, special because I make them from home, you know, right. not from China. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, there's something to be said for quality and for, yes. you know, people, we need to support each other's businesses. I have some of your masks and they're oh, wonderful. Thank you. And, um, yeah, absolutely. And your husband is also, can we, is it okay with him if we talk about him just for, just for a second? absolutely. I'm so proud of him. The, um, the, it's uh, Clever Us. Is that how you, am I saying that right? Oh, it's actually clever.us. Oh, okay. It is a website. It's uh, like, so if they typed in clever and then a period and then us, it will take you right to his website. Okay. Um, but it's uh, K-L-E-V-R dot U-S. Okay. And we actually came up with that name together um, because he was uh, he used to own a company called Ligari.com or Ligari Furniture. And that means Legos in Italian. Or like oh, that is together. so cool. I didn't like cool. Wow. Ligari. Um, but he um, used to sell like world markets and different companies like that. Staples bought some of his stuff. Um, but Brock has a real, he's an engineering guy. So he can design like crazy and he's really detailed. Um, but he came up with furniture that doesn't need any screws or fasten, fasteners. Um, they're like giant Legos. You know, we have a coffee table that we put together and you don't need any nails or anything. And if you need to take it apart, you can lay it all flat and it goes under a bed or something, you know. It's really cool furniture. Um, it's minimalist in design, um, but it seems to be pretty popular. Uh, but he's currently, uh, he's focused a lot on desk furniture and uh, things that have to do with office. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's open to, like, custom conference tables, and uh, he's been talking about beds, and he's done shelving. Um, he's really good in his uh, furniture category. Um, but he also has a company right now called, um, oh gosh, I went blank, DFW Print, DFW. <laughs> he bought this company uh, and we've taken Clever and kind of merged it with it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, DFW Designs or DFW Printing. I'm so sorry that I'm confused on the name. Um, but basically he works a lot with Lockheed. So he inherited this big company um, and they do a lot of individual work with Lockheed. Oh, Lockheed, that's Lockheed very – wow, that's really great. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, we're we're coming toward the end here to wrap it up, And but I do want to ask you if you have any more books. Are you? I mean, not that you're, you know, have any free time or anything, but but do, <laughs> yeah. you, do you see a second book on the horizon at all? Oh, I would love to. I'm, I need to figure out the funding. Um, but I honestly, or if somebody wants to publish a book for me, I would love okay. it. No, All I'll right. Be, <laughs> I'll be um, fielding calls. No, I'm just kidding. I would love it. Um, the books I do have in mind definitely deal with rescue and animals. I'm 
um, I also have ideas for uh, children's book regarding my son Charlie. Um, you I know, think that would be. I think that would be. <laughs> no, I'm, I think that'd be yeah. really a, a great, great book. Yes, exactly. Thank you. I would too. And and also like this pandemic and, and the times we live in. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a topic that you know children are having a hard time understanding, and mm-hmm. I would love to try to convey. Yeah. Answers for them. Exactly. <laughs> well, I thank you so much for this great chat that we've had and for being a guest here on Gigi in the 561. You've been wonderful. Oh, awesome. And, of course, as I knew you would be, never a question <laughs> about that. So thank, thank you. you and um, hugs, huggles all around to all of your, your fur babies, your real babies, everybody oh, there in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And huckles to you, too. (laughs) Thank you, Diana. Thank you very much. And everyone, I hope that you have enjoyed my guest today, Diana Brandenburg from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I hope you will take time to go to our website, northpalmbeachlife.com, where there will be a page for Diana and others that we are doing podcasts with, but much, much more than that. Because although 561 is my area code here in the Palm Beaches, Um, We talk about a lot more, same thing with the website. So we appreciate you so much for being here. I appreciate being here. Oh, thank you so much, Diana. Thank you again, and everyone be safe. Wear the mask. That's right, wear the mask. Thank you all so much, and be sure to stay tuned.